to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. And we are talking Mr. Miracle number 15. Not quite sure what the title is of this issue. The Secret Gun or the Real Big Barda or Lightning Action and Battle Thunder. But regardless, uh, another fun late period Mr. Miracle comic. Yeah, I actually... Uh, I what this issue was you know honestly i have to be honest like i'm almost kind of like getting a little bit tired of reading these on a weekly basis but it's <laughs> but the good things good thing is that like they're all different so if, if this was like one long story i probably would have been really bored by it but i like that there's always new characters coming and what i'm really enjoying is that they're getting in basically they're getting they're growing their family you know and I'm actually getting excited about the possibilities of maybe if Jack Kirby in the future would have stepped into like an editorial role and would have hired writers to do like start writing or drawing these and, um, you know, expanding the family, you know, I'm actually kind of, I'm all like, you know, it'd be kind of cool. I'd like to like draw a Mr. Miracle issue with the expanding family and the introduction of like, you know, Shiloh, you know, that'd be kind of nice. That'd be fun, right? That's the thing, like these these kind of transition issues, I guess I could call them, are just like, they're fine, but there's something missing in them. Mm-hmm. There's just this lack of energy from Kirby that just seems to be there throughout the whole issue. You want it to be connected to the New God Saga, but instead it's just this kind of very mediocre for Kirby story. I mean, there's some well, great moments in it regardless. Yeah, this crazy I, pincher thing, for example. Uh, Shiloh is a fun character. And Barda was cool in it. I mean, she had a good character. Shiloh is fun, yeah. The bad guy was pretty good. What was his name? The the Fez? The Fez, yeah, because he's wearing a Fez hat. Is that... Yeah. <laughs> Very on the nose. I, but what's interesting is, um, maybe we can go page by page, but I was going to mention, there's a, I feel like Kirby is just really zipping through the drawings here. There was mm-hmm. a point where Barda came in and saved Shiloh against like the henchmen. And I don't even know what happened. What did she do? Did she punch something? They didn't, there was no explanation as to what she did. So it's just kind of, I do think, I think maybe at this point, Kirby is just kind of walking through drawing this and him walking through it's still like better than most people and probably deserving of like amazing praise. So doesn't really I know this is the paradox of these issues, right? Where like it, there's so much here, right? I start leafing through this again. And yeah, I was, t- I was like you, I was disappointed in the issue. And then there's this great action scene on pages 12 and 13. There's a scene of Scott and Barta flying on their discs on page 12. There's this great action scene at the beginning of part two, right? There's a really, fun Barta scenes um, and we get a new cast member join the cast and yet nothing about it feels like it's more than just like a paycheck to Kirby. Yeah at first when I read the page you know Shiloh was telling the cop whose name is Driver he's all like what gives here Driver and I was like oh is he like a rich kid like a Bruce Wayne type with like a driver is like no 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 that's the police name. <laughs> I did the same thing. I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a really unfortunate choice of names, right? 
Yeah, like Fez, Driver. And then the cloth underneath uh, Scott's mask has become like a Dothex Machina. So like, oh, that grenade doesn't work. Oh, why? Oh, because of my mask. Mm-hmm. Oh, like we just, uh, you know, I didn't die from that. Why? Oh, because of my mask, you know. But again, like stepping back, like Barda is awesome. She's got a new regular costume. She kicks ass. There's even a point where like somebody's all like, oh, oh, actually, I think Shiloh's all like, what's that pretty chick going to do? And then she like crushes it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and there's a little redemption arc for Shiloh too. Yeah. Where, he, you know, he comes to work for Scott and in the he goes from being someone who's unimpressed to be someone who wants to hang out with Scott. This is the thing we talked about a few times where Scott and Barta have such a magnetism about them. They just seem to attract more and more people around them. Yeah, and they're actually, it's really nice. I mean, I don't know if I want to jump to the end, but like, you know, Barta is all like, hey, you know, with special power training, in addition to our ju- to your judo, I guess Shiloh knows judo, you might become a junior miracle. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Scott's like, you got what it takes, Shiloh, coordination, courage, and standards of your own. You know, like, they're, like, really encouraging. It's really positive, you know, and they're adopting him, essentially, which is really cool. Yeah, and even, like, right there, Shiloh then says, have you taken a good look at me? And Scott says, yes, I see me as I once was, trying to escape to anywhere. Yeah. Like, that's just a really nice statement of empathy. And then, oh, this is a beautiful one. It's all like, and I helped him do it. And Barta says, I couldn't fail him. I won't fail you, Shiloh. You see, I, I once lost a friend who couldn't escape, you know, so it's, I don't know who she's talking about, but it's kind of nice. Like, they're, like, this is like people coming together from different backgrounds, you know? Yeah, with, to become real friends, to really support each other. Mm-hmm. We're emotionally available, too. Yeah. Like, this, is, mm-hmm. this isn't like Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm showing their love for each other by like running around the house and fighting with each other. These are people who are like looking each other in the eye, sharing their pain and saying, I'm going to accept you as part of my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I looked up Shiloh's background. So he was an orphan. So he grew up in an orphanage, at least on the Wikipedia. And so Scott, and maybe this story came later or whatever, but you know, Scott kind of grew up in an orphanage, you know? And then Kirby himself grew up in the ghettos, you know, like poor, so. Yeah, so he he sees himself in Shiloh, I think. Yeah. In a way that it's hard to imagine anyone else really being able to pull off. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're at the heart of this issue is a great character. And like they, they continually are talking, like on page 13, Barta says, you know, the boy shows courage. They're they're watching him and they're just they just think he's wonderful. He's a black belt judo expert. He's got his stuff together. He's a fighter. Mm-hmm. He knows how to uh, take care of himself, but he's also left on his own. I mean, it really is like Scott in some ways, kind of re- being not reborn, but an echo of Scott's life. Yeah. He's giving uh, Shiloh the shot that he didn't have himself. 
Yeah. And there's where like, it, I, I totally appreciate what you're saying there because what you said earlier, because I think a better writer than Kirby would then take the next few issues and kind of play with that relationship. Now we haven't read, we haven't read the next couple issues, you know, following yeah. the rules. Yeah. But I mean, I want to see the family, you know, I don't, oh, another thing that's interesting is that like, you know, I know we're going all over the place, but in the middle of the issue, like the cop, the police officer driver leaves Shiloh with them, which is kind of weird, you know, it's, but it's a comic book. But then what's interesting about that is like, Scott and Barda are taking a role of like guardianship. They're not mm -hmm. vigilantes. They don't want to, like, they don't even want to go back. Like there's a war between, you know, New Genesis and Apocalypse. They don't want to be involved with that. There's like crime going on on earth. They don't want to be Batman or Superman. They just want to be a family, do their job. And we'll take care of Shiloh because you could be of service to another person. And we don't want to fight anybody. We just want to live our life with our family. And yeah. like, I want to see that comic book. I don't want to see like them dressing up and like, you know, finding monsters and stuff. I want to see them like living life. And, you know, there'll be monsters, you know, just because their past catches up with them. But like, I think it'd be kind of, that's what, that's what's beautiful about this whole DNA of this family that Kirby created. I think that's the 80s and 90s Mr. Miracle comic where they moved to the suburbs and start a life and then I haven't read any of that run but I, I know that a lot of it's about like the characters from New Genesis and Apocalypse kind of coming to visit them and they get dragged into adventures. Is Shiloh but, part of that? Like do they have the family thing? Or? No that's the thing is like I don't remember us seeing Shiloh after Kirby leaves the book. Mm. I could be wrong, and maybe we'll read that run, but I don't think he's included in the Englehart run that comes up in 77, 78. He's back now. I mean, he was in Grant Morrison's, you know, Seven Army or what was it? Seven, Seven Soldiers. Seven Soldiers, which was actually a good run. I, I enjoyed that. And then he's also back on the new DC. Like, he is Mr. Miracle in the new DC the reboot right now. I haven't read any of those. And he'd be a great legacy character, wouldn't he? Mm -hmm. I hope they don't have him have a connection to New Genesis. Hope he's free of the whole apocalypse war. I think he is, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're rebooting the whole, whatever. I don't really follow. Yeah, they're always rebooting, right. Uh, yeah, it's a, this is a very warm issue. Like, it really is a lot about Shiloh being pulled into the family. We see Oberon complaining. I guess we never see the female Furies this issue. I wonder yeah. what, what happened to them in the background. And Barda is not in her costume either. She's, she's in the bikini suit in chapter one. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's just her bikini suit. <laughs> But, but then, doesn't have helmet and all that. But I think in the second half, she just stays in her normal clothes. Mm -hmm. Because they're looking in on Shiloh in bed and she's just wearing, she and Scott are wearing normal clothes when they look in on him. Of course, Oberon's still wearing his wacky costume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she never, she just never changes out of, her, out of those clothes. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's very interesting that Scott takes time to change into his costume and Barta doesn't. She's like, no, I'm just going to go in my clothes. I don't care. 
Like, what does it say about them? Like, he's the showman. She's just happy with who she is. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's not dressed badly, but she's just in, like, a white top and some slacks and some boots. You know, like, you might wear out on a date or something. Or it looks like exercise outfit, too. Oh, no, it is a date. Yeah, you're right. It looks like I just... I just yeah. looked at the other pictures, yeah. I suppose they could be yoga pants. Yeah. They have them in 1970 or whatever. So, like, there's so much great in here. There's great Kirby technology, like on page 18, where Barta tears up that gun. We get some Kirby crackle on page 16. We get some really nice shading, like on page 14 in the fight scene. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much here that is, like, good Kirby. I'm almost talking myself into liking the issue more than I did at first glance. I mean, it's good. It's I, I'm glad I read it. It's just uh, it's a transition. I like the chapter breaks. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know where this comes from, but he started doing that in, in all his comics at that point. It makes it kind of formal, you know? It's like, oh, hey, nothing. I don't know what I like. One of the things I enjoy about reading comics is the small doses that you get on a monthly basis. I mean, this is weekly for us, but so like, it's nice that I don't have to read like a hundred pages. So now like, not only do you get like only 20 pages to read and even that 20 pages is like divided up in small doses. So like seven at a time or five at a time. So it's kind of, I like that aspect of it. It just feels very kind of easy going. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's another splash page. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was thinking like, you know, in the 90s, a lot of those artists, they used to just draw splash, splash pages so they can sell them. But Kirby never sold his art back then, huh? Not even in, or in the, seven, the early 70s, huh? Well, they weren't returning it. Yeah, I know. It got stolen, a lot of it, but he, it, it wasn't returned to him. That was a whole controversy in the 80s. Yeah. Infantino wouldn't return Kirby's art either. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it didn't help him sell. And, but you can see why, yeah, you can see why Kirby was such an influence on a whole bunch of different levels. Yeah, yeah, the, the splash pages to start the storylines, yeah. I think this issue feels a little less arbitrary than Madam Evil Eye from uh-huh. Mr. Miracle 14. That just felt like it was like, it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was very random. Yeah. I mean, there's more action in that one. I, you know, I enjoyed this one more than Madame Evil Eye because it does have Shiloh and I, the last page is beautiful. Like that whole part about them, you know, being a family, you know, I mean, positive. That's, that's a nice page. And Driver is pretty cool, except he doesn't really do that much work. I like the part is like, take the deal, kid. The police force can't use you until you reach the proper age. And then I think later on, he's all like, uh, I don't know if it's so smart. Escape artists could give us police a lot of trouble, <laughs> like Shiloh when he, you know, learns a little bit more. But I like that. That's kind of cool. I like the I like Driver in his zoot suit too. The yeah. man looks so like 1940s fashionable. He yeah. looks like a cop from a from a film noir or something. Yeah, that he looks so good in that fedora. No one was wearing fedoras at that time, but he looked good. <laughs> it's a man who cared about his fashion. That's so funny. It's like Kirby's all like, huh, what's what's stylish when I was a young kid? That's <laughs> in my 30s. Oh, fedora, the zoot suit. 
And this is like 1971. Can you imagine anyone wearing that in 1971, especially a police officer? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know much about fashion, let alone 70s fashion, but I know this is not it. <laughs> I kind of like that anachronism of it too. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the Fez in his, I don't even know how to describe it, like fake regal, you know, fake regal costume or something with a Fez on his head. That's a big man. He looks a little bit like James Earl Jones. Just such a, I don't know, I, I love the visual of him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so implausible. And he's obviously not like one of the weirdest Kirby creations from the, from the standpoint, like he, he's for, instantly forgettable, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I like his visual more than Madame Evil Eye too, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually had, I knew somebody who mentioned that it's never too formal to wear a suit, so. It doesn't matter what era you're in. If you're wearing a suit and a tie, it looks good no matter what. Oh, I am always looking bad, Amir. Mm-hmm. I'm the worst looking man around. I haven't worn a suit in a long time. Me neither. But I don't have to either. That's one of the benefits of Corona time. Anything else you wanted to say about this issue? No, no, nothing else. Next uh, issue is Super Trouble. Do you want to do 16 and 17 together? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, thank you.